everyone, Randy Dietrich, and my mission is to add value to others. I believe in the power of the human spirit. My goal is to encourage you to pursue all your dreams with all your imagination. And thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's talk, please share with a friend. Add value to the world. law. It says for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. We learned this in high school, didn't we? Everything you do is done twice. Every word you say is said twice. It first happens in your mind, then you express it to others. In other words, you first experience it, then you cause others to experience what you just experienced. Isn't this simple? You think it, then you do it. This is how your impact on the world happens. This is how the world works. Whatever you say or do to another person, you have to have already done it to yourself first. You know, in the movie, The Color Purple, Oprah has a sentence in that movie. She says, whatever you do to me has already been done to you. This is what she's getting at. Nature creates balance. Every action causes an equal and opposite action. So any energy you ever exert on being angry, frustrated, bitter, or upset with another person, you must first slap yourself in the face with it before you can do it to someone else. Everything you do to someone else, you have already done to yourself in your own mind. This is why people that hold grudges and look bitter in anger, they never really look healthy, do they? And you notice they look a lot older than they really are. Revenge has never healed one wound, period. Bitterness and anger, that stuff has never fixed one relationship. On the flip side of all this, there's energy in giving kindness, in being joyful, in loving someone, in having empathy for others. Ever hear the saying, what you give is what you get? Well, I'd say, what you give is what you are, because it is what you are. You can only give what you have. Are you joyful? Are you kind? Are you giving? If you're sending out good, clean, pure, positive thoughts into the world around you and you're treating people like that, by default, you are the source of the good, the clean, the pure, the positive, and you will become that and you are that. doesn't matter what you're projecting. You are what you're projecting. You're going to feel what you're projecting. And by the way, other people are going to feel it too. When you are encouraging and building up other people, you must first do the same for yourself. You can never encourage someone else unless you are already encouraged. You know, if you want to be encouraged, if you want to raise your self-esteem, actively, every single day of your life, actively encourage others to pursue their greatness, to pursue their goals. And by encouraging others, you are encouraging yourself. But there's a catch. In order for you to do this, you must first be willing to do this for yourself. You can't build someone else up unless you're built up. And, you know, I believe we often block our own blessings in life because we don't feel inherently good enough or smart enough or worthy enough. I can tell you, you're worthy enough. You know why? Because you won the parent lottery. You won the lottery of life. You're here. The odds of you existing is like 800 trillion to one. In fact, this talk explains why you can only love someone else to the extent that you love yourself. Here's a fact. A lack of closeness and connection with another person, it's not rooted in a disconnection from other people. It's rooted in a disregard of yourself.
people who love themselves, they don't hurt other people. The more we don't like who we are, the more we want others to suffer. So I say today, celebrate the uniqueness of you. What makes you different is what makes you you. To the extent we love who we are, we can love others for who they are. You only can accept the love you think you deserve. And I can tell you, according to my mom, you were born to be a conqueror. Um, not going to lie, I feel like you called me out there by saying uh, people look older than them how they look. Oh, no. No, I'm messing <laughs> with funny. Um, no, I, that's funny. No, I like how you end it with um, with your mom saying you know, you're your own conqueror. You, you are more than you a conqueror. You are more than a conqueror. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Expand on that because I think there's a lot like that. Again, those words are very specific, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You are more than a conqueror. And it's like. It could be taken, I think, one of two ways, obviously meant in a positive manner, but expand, if you can, on where that should go, like the direction of where that can go, whether it be personal, whether it be business, whether it be um, relationship-wise, like mm-hmm. across the board, across the spectrum. Mm-hmm. What does it mean to be your own conqueror or wow. more than your own conqueror? So how does it do with winning the battle in your head? It's that simple. It's that it's that it's that in relationships, that in business, is that in every area of life. There's everyone has a battle going on inside their head. Remember we talked about the judge? You know, everyone oh, has yeah. a judge that grows in their head. And the judge is judging and prejudging your every thought, every move. And what happens is over time, we become like basically servants to this judge in our head, and we're no longer thinking for ourselves. The judge is thinking for us. We're no longer saying what we really need to say in life. We're saying what we think the judge wants us to say or what we think other people want to say or want us to want to hear us say, you know, a lot of people, they don't even live their life anymore. They're living their life for, for, for their job or for their boss or for their significant other or for their friends or for what people think of them. You know, and I, I would say to be more than a conqueror, it has to do with being more than a conqueror than with the battle that goes in inside of everybody's head every day. Cause every day you're being, there's, there's whispers in your head going, you, you, you really think you can do that? You, you can't do that. I, I wouldn't take so much risk. Play See, it safe. It, it's it's kind of wild because this whole weekend, uh, it's it's why it's. I'm happy you're saying that, right? Because like now I'm I have to relate it to something that's going on, like mm-hmm. in my own head, right? Like sure. literally in my own head. Um, this just seems like there's a lot going on, and it's almost like uh, in one of the podcasts, um, I believe it was time. Um, we talk about valuing your time, and like if you're if I'm present here, but my mind is somewhere else, mm-hmm. then uh, you know my uh, my it's chaotic. Like my my value isn't in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Um, you brought up a great point, um, in regards to, you know, people are living for their boss or they're living for this or they're living for that. Like they're not living for themselves, but in the way society is, and we've definitely talked about, we've talked about this before, but it always kind of circles back and it's always like the same answer, but in the same, like we, I think we should shed light on how, right? Like almost for those that are living for their boss and doing this and with the current state of society, how or what does someone need to do to just turn that off and be like, you know what? It's time for me to start living for me, mm-hmm. right? I mm-hmm. need to be my own conqueror because it is scary, that idea. Like, it is scary. And the reason why I'm saying that is because I'm, again, in that position where it's like, you know, I find my time now being spent on the one thing that I'm really focusing on that isn't exactly paying the bills, that isn't exactly, you know, 
pushing me to that next, but it's the one thing I know I need to focus on. And it's very hard to turn that off when mm-hmm. my time needs to be focused somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what is a suitable, I guess, explanation, a suitable mm-hmm. supplement, like something where it's like, okay, that makes sense. I can do that because at the end of the day, what are you going to work 24 seven? Like never shut off. Like mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. do, but mm-hmm. it's like, it's, it's mm-hmm. enough to tear apart your life, tear apart your relationships. Mm-hmm. I know, I know I'm throwing mm-hmm. a bunch at you right now. So yeah. So let's go back to the, the original thought you had with the, you're talking about if I'm spending my time doing this, I can't do something else. Yes. What that's called is the law of excluded alternative. Mm-hmm. So there's all kinds of alternative things that we can be doing besides sitting here right now. I'm not spending time with Tiff right now. I'm actively choosing not to be with her because I'm sitting here with you. And a lot of people don't realize that when you're choosing one thing, you are unchoosing everything else in life. And a lot of people, if you think like that and begin to think like, because you're, because you're spending extra hours at work. You may be saying, okay, the extra two hours at work is worth more than be with my children at my house. And, but if you, if someone, if someone asks you that question, you go, well, that's not true. Well, that's what you're doing. They they just don't realize it. And a lot of times life is a slow fade in a direction. I don't think anybody ever, ever plans to get trapped in a job that they hate. No one has ever planned that. No one's ever thought, okay, when I'm 30 years old, I'm going to have a job that I I hate going to. I feel dead every day. I don't feel like I'm I'm getting my worth out of it. But but now I have a a 401k plan. I got this plan, that plan. And and I'm so trapped in this life that I can't get out now. No one sets out to do that. But it happens to a lot of people, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. You know why it happens? It's because they make decisions when they're younger that they don't think are consequential. And every decision is consequential. I see it happen to the young children. It, it happened a couple of weeks ago at the winery. Young lady comes to me. Uh, she's not sure what she wants to do with life. She just wants to make money today. Well, I go, what skill sets do you have? What value can you add to the world? And how can you maximize the value you have to add to the world? Because basically your income is a direct connection to the value you're adding to the world around you. If you want more, add more. So, and if you want to, if you want to add more, you need to become, you need to be more. You got to be so you can do, so you can do, so you can have, right? And I'm talking to this young girl, and, and she goes, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm gonna quit, I'm gonna quit, and I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go somewhere work at a bar. I'm thinking, man, don't be, care- be very careful if you get good at a bartender. Yeah. So like I go, do you, do you want to be a bartender the rest of your life? She goes, oh my god, no, 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 I wouldn't want to do that. I go, well, be really careful. Don't get good at it because if you get good at it, they'll pay you to do it forever. And that's what happens to people. They start a job that they they do it because I just need to find a patch for the money. I need to do the I need I need 20 bucks an hour right now. So they take a job that pays that. It's a not a job they like. They don't want to do it. But then they start doing it. Six months pass, a year pass, two years pass. Now they're really good at doing it. And now they've gotten raises and stuff. And now they have a title. The business gives them a title saying, Well, now you're vice president of this. Well, I, I'm someone. And if I leave this, my self-identity is attached to this. I'm no longer vice president to this. And now all of a sudden, they find themselves 10 years later that they've been doing a job that they started just out of, out of I, need, I need to fight a patch right now. They're not really doing what they're supposed to do with their life. When you live a life where you're pursuing your life's purpose, work never feels like work. It just doesn't. You know, I mean, every single day when I get up, it's not like, oh my God. You know, it's, it's, it's never like that. I mean, there may be some tired mornings, but like you get up and you're excited because, oh my gosh, I get to, I get to drive my kids to school. I get to come home to my wife working out. I sit there on the couch. I talk to her and flirting with her while she's sitting there working out. And then I can go down the winery and work down there. I check in with Jeff. I check in with Tony, check in with Noah, check in with Nathaniel. You know, they got it going on and I can do what I want to do. You know I mean? It's, I would say just don't ever get good at doing something you don't like to do because you will get paid forever to do that. And then, and then in a sense, you, people trap themselves because yeah. then they look in the mirror and go, what, what are my options? And the truth is you are only as free as your options. 
So if you want more freedom, develop more options. That's in life. what it is. You were on, that's a good point. You are only as free as your options. You are. Some people only have one option. One option. Yeah. Right. Because and that's they, dangerous. It's very dangerous. I mean, I, I would say get good at everything. You know, like I joke see, but with, see, uh, see, and I agree with you. See, because now, now we're now we're connecting. Get good at everything. You know how people say, be a master. Don't be a jack of all trades. Be a master of one. Mm-hmm. Why do people? position that like oh yeah be a don't be a jack of all trades be a master of one but here you and i are discussing it and i believe it too it's like no you got to be good at everything so that you know that like okay if this fails then i have this and then if that fails then i have that and if this you know what i mean like you got to be good at it all i'm with you but i don't think of it like that ralph i I, like i I can uh you could ask me to go dig a foundation right now and i could dig a foundation i could put it right on grade yeah will will i ever be a guy that digs foundations no but you can i could if you need to right like it's that idea it's like you did it it's it's more of a self-esteem, self-worth. Interesting. Like, it has nothing to do with, like it might, you're, if you're going to focus on the possibility of failure, you're going to go right there. In the ski racing world, they used to say, if you look at the rut, you will go in the rut. Wherever, wherever you're looking is where your life is going to go. So if I'm going to live my life where I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, all right, this is what I'm going to be successful at, but... In case I fail, I'm going to have all these other things to fall back on. That's that's not a good recipe for success. I see. It's just not. You got to be all in. <laughs> you do, 100%. I've, I've never met someone that's like generally good at, at everything, and they do everything. People become spe- meaningful specifics. They do one thing. You know, I don't do a whole lot of things. I communicate with people. I present to people. I add value to people through, th- basically through letting them see themselves as a mirror in me. I want people to look look at me and go, oh my God, I, I can see that I have greater potential than I ever saw before because Randy sees it in me. Hmm. And that's, you know, I mean, I would, I would say like, you don't want to become a jack of every trade, but you, if there's ever anything that you're, that you, that could add value to your life that you want to learn how to do that would basically get down any sort of a lack of self-esteem, learn how to do it. I see. The world is meant to be understood and not feared. The moment you understand something, all the fear goes away. So if there's anything that I don't understand, I'm just going to learn how to do it, and now I can do it. Okay. You, you that, see, that's what it is. It's, you don't get it. You don't understand how to do it. So it's like, well, obviously, because that, that's where that lack of self-esteem comes in. Never done it. Don't know how to do it. And now I'm trying to do it. Learn how to do it. That self-esteem goes away. You learn something new. Time right. for the next one. Right. Okay. Right. So we, we started the conversation by basically not living a life that you, you don't like to live, you know, basically like how do you get your life in a spot where every day is exciting, enthusiastic, and you're actually pursuing what you want to do in life. If people are stuck in a spot right now and they feel stuck and they're basically going to a job that they don't like to go to, they it's, it's dreadful. There's no ending point to it. It doesn't add any sort of value to their life. What I would say to them is don't just get up in the morning and say, I quit. That's it. That's not a good tactic in life. I wouldn't do that, especially if you have a family that you're depending is depending on you, children, a wife. I wouldn't do that. What I would do though is every single day do one thing to move your life in the direction that you want it to go into, every day. And then what'll happen is you'll reach a tipping point where you're going to realize, okay, I've now built up this other thing that I'm working on, and and I I need to cut the cord because I've reached a point where I can't go any further without taking my foot off the stable ground. But I would say right now, both feet are on a stable ground, right? Mm -hmm. And basically people take jobs because they think it brings them security and stability, right? Because they got a consistent paycheck every week, every week, every week. And it's basically draining the life out of them. And I always say, look at your paycheck and go, is this worth your life? Is this worth your dreams? Is that number worth it? If it is, keep doing it. If not, stop, change something. And, but change it slowly. I wouldn't say just like leap 
into the into the nothingness. I would say take take one foot off stable ground and put one toe on something else. One toe, just touch it and just stand there for a bit and just start working on it. And if it doesn't seem right, you can step right back to stable ground, but then take your toe and step on something else hmm. and see what that feels like. Whenever, whenever Tiff and I aren't sure what a decision to make, we just start making small decisions in the direction that we think we want to go. And when it doesn't feel right, you back up and you go in a different direction. I mean, life isn't about the decisions you make necessarily. It's about making your decisions right. And any decision that gets made can be unmade, but it's self-pride that gets in the way. You know, we go, no, I'm, I'm right. This is a decision I made. I'm going to stand on it. Well, good luck to you because in life, the answers change. What's right today won't be right tomorrow or 10 years from now. You know, so it's, I would say life is so malleable. I was just telling Tiff the other day, I go, you could become healthier now than you were when you were 18. True statement? She goes, yeah, that is true. Then what's stopping you? Nothing. Just yourself. Just yourself. That's the only thing that ever stands in the way. So when you say, be more than a conqueror, the battle's in your head. It has nothing to do with the outside world. Nothing. You know, if in the other sentence, if you want to do what someone did, do what they did, and you'll do what they do, mm-hmm. it's pretty simple, right? But in order to do what they did, you have to think the way they thought. That's the battle. You've got to think the way they thought. And if we're thinking thoughts of, I'm going to create safety nets to catch me here when I fall. I'm going to be able to have this as a backup. I need to have at least this much money in the bank before I do it. You're never going to take the jump. Yeah, it's almost like you're setting yourself up for failure. Right, right. You know, you become what you think about most of the time. And most people don't realize that their stream of consciousness is 1,500 words a minute. That's what's flowing through your brain. You can only speak at around 170 to maybe 250 at high gusts, right? You're at 700. Something like that, right? (laughs) But, you know... But, you know, if there's 1,500 words streaming through your brain every single minute, what are these words? What are you thinking? What are you thinking when you're not necessarily thinking? Are you thinking thoughts of doubt and worry and, and, and you know, like you may crash? If, if you're thinking that, that's where your life is going. I mean, it's, it's a matter of controlling the dialogue that's going on inside of our head. And I, I, I would say talk to it. So, hey, you know what? Today's going to be an awesome day. This is what I'm going to plan to do. That I'm going to make happen. Set it out the night before. I mean, I'm already training Maggie to do this. Maggie's in third grade, and we we basically, we talk her spelling words into my, my phone, and then we can listen to the next morning going to school. She gets 100 every week because we plan for success. You prepare for success, or you're just going to fail. It's that simple. Plan for success. You're going to fail. Be your own conqueror. Be it, more Be than more a than a conqueror. conqueror. You know, my mom would say it all the time. Be more than a conqueror. Win the battle that goes on inside your head. Because you were put here for greatness. Everyone was. I don't think God would put one person on the planet that's pointless. Not one. But most people live and die and never know why. Because they're too afraid to pursue their dreams. They're too afraid to really live. I always say, I say live now. You know why? You ain't going to get a second chance. Wow. Thank you, Randy. Thanks, Ralph, man.